Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Featured Artist Friday. It's Coldplay. It's chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from them, send a request, plausible text line at 410-583-1057. You want to join us on the WGK Law phone lines. Same number. Get on in here. Your predictions for the game tomorrow. Your impressions of the Steelers. Are you worried about the game? Should the Ravens be right? It doesn't matter. But we're here to talk about it anyway. But how about we hear about this matchup from a Pittsburgh perspective? Steelers are three-point favorites. They need to win. Then Buffalo needs to lose or Jacksonville needs to lose. And there's some other scenarios in play as well, which we'll get into as time permits. But here's Mike Tomlin, 17 straight non-losing seasons, trying to get back to the postseason, talking about number eight for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. The quality of Lamar Jackson's play has been exceptional. He's done an awesome job, uh, not only of late, but throughout the season, just being at the controls of what they do offensively. The prudent use of mobility that he displays uh, is spectacular. He's their leading rusher, um, but he just does so in a really efficient manner. Lamar Jackson had some fumble issues earlier in the season, which have been tightened up greatly as the year has progressed. He is the Ravens' leading rusher, 821 yards, averaging 5.5 per pop. He has rushed for five TDs in addition to throwing for 24 of those. So Lamar Jackson, more mature, whatever that means, quarterback, certainly has some experience under his belt, maybe a little bit weathered based on the fact That he missed the last two Decembers for the Ravens. 21 missed the playoffs after being the number one seed at one point during that season. And then making it last year and then losing that heartbreaker to Cincinnati. He has secured, Nolan, all of the personal achievement benchmarks, I guess, that he needs. Another Pro Bowl. Another MVP. I mean, that's all. Got his money. He's done all of that. He said, and I'll never forget it, and I'm sure most of you haven't as well. The night the Ravens drafted him, you're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. And I think he is going to try to make that happen best he can for as long as he's playing this game. It's an obsession with him at this point. Every time he's asked a question, whether it's, hey, what about that throw in the third quarter of the Colts game to something big picture, you know, how do you feel about the team right now heading into the playoffs? His answer is the same every single time. Want to win a Super Bowl. And it's, oh, it's like... 
one note. He's like a robot. Yeah. Every single question. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. We saw the interview with Evan Washburn after the win against Miami, where Evan, local guy, Annapolis, friend of the show, had him on a few times, handed him the headline, the sun, Ravens this, Ravens that, Lamar's on the car. Yeah, that's great. It's all about the focus is next game and the achievement, ultimately, to uh, paraphrase a little bit. It, it's the ring. The ring is the thing for Lamar Jack. And look, he's always been that way. I think if you go back to 2019, you'll listen to his press conferences then. Same kind of thing. He's given similar answers, but I think he knows now more than he did then. Obviously, experience has a lot to do with it, but after the way 2019 ended, the next couple seasons quickly realized nothing's guaranteed in this league. Injuries can bite you at any time. Now you're finally in a position again like you were in 2019, and I think if you asked a lot of fans back then, they would have said, oh, we're going to be here every year for the next four to five years well that's not the case it doesn't come along every year now you're here again got to make the most of it and look this will be a second most valuable player that puts him in some pretty exclusive company and he's only 26 years old but we talk about his obsession with winning the super bowl and the fans have that same obsession you think it's fair to judge play and quarterbacks more than any other get judged this way nolan What's your playoff record? How many Super Bowls have you won? John uh, John Elway, excuse me, who's one of my favorite all-time players. Hey, he's great. That's nah, awesome. Hey, he's 0-3 in Super Bowls. He won two in a row. Now he's in that kind of Mount Rushmore sort of discussion. He wasn't judged positively until he won. Jim Kelly, Fran Target, and Dan Marino. Great as they were. No rings. The rings, the thing, again... Is it fair to judge players that way, and in particular quarterbacks? In a wins and losses sense, I mean, maybe not so much, but let's be honest here, Lamar hasn't played particularly well in the playoffs. It's not like he's playing at an MVP level and the defense is just a sieve. He's had his faults. What, more turnovers and touchdowns in the playoffs? So he's not absolved here, and he knows it. He put up them fancy numbers against Tennessee the first game in the second half when they were down and playing like they were losing about 40. He did make some crucial plays in that win against the Titans the next year, however. Mm -hmm. And unless I've forgotten one, that's the last playoff game. Well, they lost the next week to Buffalo where he threw the pick six Right when they were in the red zone. To his credit, though, the Tennessee win, his long touchdown run in that game, dangerously close to letting that game get away from him again. He had thrown a pick earlier in the game. Might have been a third and long situation where he scrambled and turned nothing into a you know seventy yard touchdown run. Completely changed the game. Gotta stop hating over there, Nolan McGraw. It's Vinny and Haney, one hundred five seven. The fan, Bob Haney, with you. Mason Rudolph. Let's just say his uh, NFL career is not going the way he had hoped coming out of Oklahoma State. I mean, this is a guy that was demoted to third string for a long period of time. Known more as the guy that uh, Jadavian Clowney hit upside the head with a, or Miles Garrett rather hit upside the head with a helmet on national TV, but last couple of weeks, that Steelers offense has been pumping positivity. So why, Mike Tomlin, are you sticking with Rudolph when Kenny Pickett's ready to go? You know, he's done a nice job. Like I mentioned when we inserted him, he's got a great deal of confidence in himself, and it is real. I think it's contagious. He's aggressive in style of play, and and I think that's helpful, particularly when you're up against it. The calculated risk-taking associated with the pursuit of victory is important. And he's displayed those things. 
but it's more than than obviously what he has done. It's what um, we have done or that collective has done. We've run the ball extremely well over the last two weeks. All right, let me ask you this question, Nolan McGraw. If Kenny Pickett was your number one guy, he's healthy, he's playing. Like Lamar's playing. He, Tyler Huntley could be 5-0 and as a starter. Lamar's ready to rock and roll. He's in there. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Name those franchise guys. What does this say about their confidence in Kenny Pickett? Where Mitch, or excuse me, Mitch, I got all my guy. Where Mason Rudolph is getting the win and you're in must win start, not your first round draft pick from just a year ago. That's the key with the limited, you know, run. He's only played, what, two games prior to this, the season, technically three, finished a game, I guess, but it's not like he's been starting five weeks in a row now where you're saying, oh, he's in a rhythm. This is fully the guy. It's only been two games. I think it speaks volumes. First round pick. Kenny Pickett, by the way. It's not like he was just their de facto starter that they stumbled into. This was the guy they invested the first-round pick in. Uh, It it speaks volumes to me. So Kenny Pickett, he's going to be the QB2 tomorrow, but it's going to be Mason Rudolph. Playoff chances on his shoulders tomorrow afternoon, 4.30. Looks like in the rain at M&T Bank Stadium. We'll come back. We've been talking about Justin Matabike's money and everybody else's money. Let's talk about our money with buy or sell. And then Jared Dubin's going to be joining us. CBSSports.com will preview the final week, weekend of the NFL regular season. Ravens resting starters. A lot of people bringing up 2019. Us included. What is Jared? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Heard thing about that. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney, 1057, The Fan. Penny and Haney, 1057, The Fan, featured artist Friday. It's Cold Place, chosen by you, the people. Want to hear a song from them? Send your request, plus for text line, Nolan McGraw. Going to make it happen. Jared Dubin, NFL Talk, CBSSports.com. Coming up, bottom of set hour, NFL launch at 1. Rock and Baco. Going to talk some Orioles around 1.30 here on the program. Don't want to miss that as we're, what, 
less than a month and a half away from the pitchers and catchers to get out of here. Come on, Father Time. Slow down a little bit. Well, we've been talking about players' money and who's going to get it and who should get it. How about we talk about our own money, Nolan McGraw, by yourself? I see some green today. Uh-oh. S&P 500, $4.68. NASDAQ also up. DraftKings up. Under Armour ever so slightly. Ever so slightly down. Practically breaking even. No change. So we'll we'll call it. We're not going to get too upset. It's here. a Friday win. How's that right. sound? Well, uh, speaking of stock, draft stock, that is. Take a look at Zach Eady here. Terps got an up-close look at him the other night. Dominant player, reigning player of the year in college basketball. But an interesting figure in college basketball because, well, big men not as valued, or big men of his makeup, not as valued in the NBA, the modern game. So his draft stock doesn't look like what it would have looked like if he played 10 or 20 years ago. It's also 22 years old, or will be by the time the draft takes place, which is practically ancient compared to the other players who are going to be selected in the first round. Nonetheless, you look around at certain mock drafts. ESPN recently released a new one where Edie is a lottery pick, and a lot of others agree that he's fast climbing a lot of boards. People had him as a second-rounder last year, now a lottery pick. Are you buying or selling that he will, in fact, be one of the most coveted selections this summer? I'm going to soft buy it. I think it all depends on how his uh, game evolves, but what more does he add to his arsenal? He's a little more athletic than he was last year. Stamina seems to be uh, greater. But last night, for instance, Nolan, we talked about it during uh, the whip. Giannis is 6'11", 7 feet. Wemby's 7'4", whatever it is. Chet Holmgren, seven feet. They can they can take the ball the length of the floor and beat you off the dribble. Jokic, for crying out loud, can do that sort of thing. Who hit the game-winning three last night. I, I haven't seen that element to his game. He gets it in the paint. It's buckets. And if he played 30 years ago, he'd be a top-five pick. But I look at it this way. Alex Len, former Terp. He was a top five guy. I think Len was more athletic than Edie is. He's been in the league. Now, was he a bust as a top five, six pick? Oh, absolutely. I mean, right now he's waving a towel at the end of Sacramento's bench. But there's a shelf life still for big guys. I mean, look at Boban. I know he enjoys uh, the cheese goldfish, and they are delicious, quite frankly, but... You know, he's a hard worker in practice. I think Edie might have a little more upside than that. I'm not sure. This is interesting. Alex Len, it's almost like he entered the NBA at the worst possible time for his career. As the transition when, right, was, right, as it was changing. Yeah. Uh, over to the NFL here. Sunday night's game between Miami and Buffalo has all the makings, all the buildup of an instant classic. And for Bills fans, they're hoping that Josh Allen can continue his dominance against the Dolphins. He holds a 9-2 record against them throughout his career. In those games, a passer rating over 110. Most recently, earlier this year, put up 320 yards, four touchdowns against them. That was back in week four. One of just three games this year where he didn't have a turnover as well. Uh, Buy or sell, Bob. Allen plays another clean game Sunday night. No turnovers. Uh, I'll sell that. I mean, it just happens. Whether it's a pick or a fumble, he'll give it over to Miami. But his positives will far outweigh whatever negative that will be. I still think Buffalo wins and might. If the spread's dropped to two and a half, it was three. 
yesterday. But watching since they got rid of, uh, was it Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, and replaced him with uh, the other guy whose name escapes me. I apologize. They become much more run-oriented. Hey, James Cook, Dalvin's brother, he made the Pro Bowl. Stephon Diggs did not. Josh Allen didn't even make the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think he's going to have a big day, and I wouldn't be surprised if that howitzer gets uh, uh, gets broken out of mothballs a couple of times either. Joe Brady, by the way. Joe Brady, thank you. He bought Greg and Marsh's stepbrother. We'll go back to the NBA here. Uh, looks like some trouble in paradise for the in-season champion Lakers right now. Reports coming out that the players are frustrated with Coach Darvin Ham's lineup changes, mainly the usage of Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, losing patience was the quote uh, from the report, the players towards Ham. Their record right around 500, 17 and 18, 24th ranked offense. Everything about that spells mediocre, but buy or sell, Bob, Ham will not finish the season as the Lakers coach. I'll sell that. That would be an impulsive move, and the assumption is that LeBron James kind of makes those decisions. But where there's trouble in paradise, there's trouble in paradise. Hey, remember their early struggles, Nolan, after they won the in-season tournament, then hung a banner? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's kiss our own asses here. So, uh, well, we'll look at how bad Indiana – well, Indiana's on fire, and Halliburton's played as well as anybody in the NBA. Lakers are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 Loses of three in a row. I think he survives. But who do they what do they want Russell to play 45 minutes and Reeves? I mean, at whose expense? Uh, I mean, LeBron, still a brilliant player at 38 years old. Most players in the olden day were done by 38, and he's still playing as one of the top 15 in the league. But, I mean, who are you going to incorporate more into your lineup, I guess? We'll close with this one here. Black Monday, almost upon us. ton of coaching vacancies will open up across the league. One name to maybe keep an eye on, Browns defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, who returned to a formal defensive coordinator role this season. The results have been great for Cleveland. Uh, When asked about his goals as a coach, he admitted that while he does love what he's doing right now with the Browns, he would like to give head coaching another swing if an opportunity came along. But nowadays, the league seems to favor more offensive-minded coaches, younger coaches at that. Uh, They're all the hot hires every year. But buy or sell, Bob Schwartz will land a head coaching job at some point again in his career. I'll buy that. I mean, Schwartzy, Baltimore zone, Mount St. Joe, Jim Schwartz, he deserves another chance. Look at that defense, as stout as it has been uh, this season, forcing turnovers, making life miserable. It does help to have one of the best defensive players in the league in Miles Garrett in a wreaking havoc for you. But why not? Going the young route doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be successful for you. So, Jim Schwartz, keep building on that resume unless you're playing the Ravens in Baltimore in the divisional round, which has to have. You talk about let the, I don't Buffalo, scary, sure. But Cleveland coming to Baltimore in the playoffs, it has to happen. I don't care. Dear football God, put on your Rawlings young kid uniform you used to get for Christmas when you were eight years old from Sears or Kmart or uh, JCPenney, wherever you got it. Or in your catalog from Best, used to be there on Pulaski Highway. Let the Ravens and the Browns play in the playoffs, in the divisional round. That would be the most awesome thing ever. Unless the Ravens. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The one station with inside access to all Baltimore sports. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, here on this featured artist Friday. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. He'll be back on Monday. Nolan McGraw's over there in our producer's room producing some awesome stuff. We'll be talking to him in a few minutes. You want to get in, you can at 410-583-1057. It's the WGK Law Hotline's there and joining us on that very thing right now to talk about the final weekend of the NFL regular season. Let's welcome back to the show from CBSSports.com. He is Jared Dubin. Jared, good afternoon. Happy New Year to you and the family. Thanks for joining us again. Happy New Year, New Year to you, too. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Now we'll start with Lamar. He's going to sit it out tomorrow, and I think most of us here in the Charm City and probably well beyond agree with John Harbaugh's decision to do so since he's not playing tomorrow. Does that affect his chances of winning the MVP, Jared, or is this thing a done deal, wrap it up, just hand it to him now? Yeah, I don't think it affects his chances at all. You know, the reason he's sitting is because the team has already wrapped up the number one seed in the conference. You know, maybe there's something that Dak Prescott can do in wrapping up the the NFC East and the number two seed in the NFC, but – I don't see it. I, I think it's Lamar's, and that's just the way it is. Jared, where do you stand on the rest versus rust debate, which is another topic we've been discussing here because of 2019, similar circumstances. You wrap things up week in advance. Then you rest everybody for the finale. Ravens came out, laid that egg against Tennessee. Let's give the Titans credit because they tried. But what does Jared Dubin think? Should Lamar at least get a snap or two, or is this the prudent thing to do? I think people like to use rest versus rust as a reason looking backward for a result that they don't like. You know, if you if you told someone now that the Ravens rested all their guys in week 18 and then lost in the divisional round, they would say, oh, well, you know, they should have played them in week 18. And if you told someone right now that they played all of their guys in week 18 and then lost in the divisional round, they'd say, oh, well, they obviously should have rested their guys in week 18. It's an ex post facto reason not to, you know, use a – fancy Latin phrase, but it, it's it's not something that you're ever going to know. You do what you think is best for your team, and clearly they think that what's best for the team is to not get anybody else hurt, especially on a team that has seen several important players get injured throughout this season. Now, Jared, you mentioned whatever that Latin phrase was. I could barely speak English, so I, 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 I was trying to keep up, but Miami was here last week. Ravens are destroying them at M&T Bank Stadium. Bradley Chubb is on the field in the final four minutes, and and tragically, unfortunately, he gets hurt. He's done for the year. What kind of heat is Mike McDaniel 
taking for that decision to leave him out there? Yeah, I mean, I think he came out right after the game and said, obviously, you know, in, in hindsight, he wouldn't have had him out there. And I don't think that that's, you know, a, a hindsight kind of thing. Like, they were down by so much. They already had Jalen Phillips, their best pass rusher, uh, go down for the season. So, obviously, Bradley Chubb was incredibly important to them. It's not, it's not like getting those reps late in the game was really doing anything for Bradley Chubb, who's been one of the better pass rushers in the league. He didn't need to be out there. But that doesn't seem like a hindsight thing to me. Like, the guy should not have been on the field in that situation, and it's obviously a big blow to them that he was. All right, they have Miami now. They host Buffalo coming up on a Sunday night, the final game of the regular season. AFC East is on the line. Now the Dolphins have already clinched a playoff spot, and the Bills could still get in. Even if they lose, everybody talks about, well, a lot of our you know, feedback is, hey, I'm scared of Buffalo. Watch out for Buffalo. Well, they're winning 4-1 and one in the last five, but they're not exactly destroying teams. But what about the change in offensive philosophy here where Stephon Diggs is kind of, hey, you go stand over there, and if we do make a big play, Gabe Davis will be the beneficiary, and they're just kind of riding the shoulders of Josh Allen there, running and throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, some of the the change in philosophy, I think, is it's sort of weighted by that one game against Dallas where they ran the ball like 57 times and the Cowboys just couldn't stop it. I don't know if it was actually 57. That was just an Felt like it, yeah. I think it might have actually been 47, if I'm remembering correctly. But, yeah, they they just did whatever they wanted on the ground in that game. I think shot down for something like 11 passes or something along those lines. And, you know, Diggs has seen his snap rate fall incredibly hard over these last four weeks. He's only played 63% of the snaps. That's compared with 87% through the first 12 weeks of the season. And the thing is, they're they're passing even less often when he's on the field. But the reason that he's been on the field less often is because they're only passing, and I have these numbers in front of me because I'm working on a story about it right now. They've only thrown the ball on 26% of their snaps with Diggs off the field. So that's the reason he's not out there, is they're just not sending him out there to block. And when he's on the field, they're passing, you know, at a, a much higher rate than when he's not on the field. It's just they're running the ball so much more often. Obviously, I would imagine that he wants to be out there no matter what, but the the, the change in his role is less due to, you know, him not getting the ball. Like when they throw, he's getting the ball more often than he was earlier in the season. It's just that they're not throwing it as much. Now, Jared, how do you see that matchup Sunday night? Buffalo favored on the road against Miami, and the Dolphins are 7-1 and one at home. And as we saw last week here in Baltimore, not so much on the road. And the Bills, you know, they have a losing record away from Buffalo. Why are the Bills favored in this game with the division championship on the line? I mean, I'd imagine a lot of it has to do with the various injuries that Miami is facing right now. They just, Mike McDaniel just said, a few minutes ago that Xavier Howard is going to be out for the game. That means that uh, Eli Apple is going to start across from Jalen Ramsey at corner. They still have, you know, both Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle nursing injuries. They're going to get a limited practice on Friday, but we don't yet know whether or not they're going to play. Obviously, Terry Kill has been banged up. Devon Achan has been banged up. Tua Tagovailoa has been banged up. It's like they're, they're just so injured on both sides of the ball right now. And that combined with the fact they're already in the playoffs, the Bills could possibly be fighting for their playoff lives in that game. Like if if Jacksonville and Pittsburgh win earlier in the day on Sunday, then that game for the Bills, if they win, they're the two seed. And if they lose, they're out of the playoffs. Like it's, it's, it's a pretty crazy disparity. Right. Meanwhile, the Dolphins are either going to be, you know, hosting a playoff game or going on the road for a playoff game. They're in no matter what.
He's Jared Dubin, CBSSports.com, joining us here on The Fan. Bob Haney with you on this Featured Artist Friday. Now, Jacksonville, they've been scuffling here as of late. Trevor Lawrence, he's banged up. They're at Tennessee, one of these rivalry games. Vrabel against Peterson and the Jags and Titans historically have not been fans of one another. How's Jacksonville situated? If they win, they win the division heading into this matchup against the Titans, trying to salvage something here at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this obviously is going to depend on Trevor Lawrence's status. Uh, Doug Peterson said earlier today that he's going to be listed as questionable, but he's going to get in some more practice this week. You know, typically when a quarterback gets limited, limited, limited during the week, he is able to play even if he's listed as questionable. Obviously, Lawrence didn't practice at all last week, and there is a scenario like if the Jags lose that game, they could be out of the playoffs. They, they you know, can still make it even if they lose by having, I don't know, four or five different things happen in their favor, but, you know, it's a game that they need. It's an opponent that has been, you know, not particularly good throughout this season and that presents an opportunity for them to get their passing game back on track given how, you know, bad Tennessee's pass defense has been for most of this season. You know, I expect to see him play, and I expect to see them win that game. Now, the uh, other Saturday game, Houston at Indy, playoff spot on the line. Winner gets in with a chance to still win the AFC South. What about the job, in your opinion there, Jared? Obviously, it's why we have you on. With uh, Steichen and uh, D'Amico Ryans, the jobs they have done, injuries at quarterback for both teams, and uh, you know, coach of the year candidacy, is it part of their possible realities here? Oh, yeah. I mean, whoever wins this game is going to have gone 10 wins which given where those teams were last season and given the things that they faced throughout this season in terms of injuries, like it's just wildly impressive for whichever team wins that game to be able to get to double digit wins and obviously a playoff spot and potentially the division title. Like that, it's just unbelievable what they've been able to do. You know, I think particularly impressive for Houston, given that they were so bad last season and like so outrageously under talented compared with the rest of the league. And then you look at what the, what C.J. Stroud was able to do as a rookie and behind an offensive line that coming into the season everyone thought was really bad and then was missing as many as like three or four starters throughout the year. Then, you know, they have Nico Collins missed time. They have Dalton Schultz missed time. They have obviously Tank Dell who, you know, get, gets injured for the rest for the season. And then what, what Ryan was able to do with that defense, especially when Jimmy Ward was healthy, and then, I mean, you look at Shane Steichen, like, look at his track record over the last few years. You know, he was the offensive coordinator in L.A. when it was Justin Herbert's rookie season. He had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. He was the guy that was the offensive coordinator for those last two years of Jalen Hurts' development, and he obviously progressed, you know, incredibly over that time. And this year has not been quite as good with a different offensive coordinator. I think you saw when Anthony Richardson was out there, he was able to scheme Richardson into – great success and then since it's been Gardner Minshew they've changed their offense a lot and he just seems like someone who knows what he's doing when it comes to scheming up an offense knows how to put his players in position to succeed and I think both of those teams are set up really well given the way that they've been able to play offensively this year and the coaching staffs that they have. All right, Jared, let's get to the NFC. Chicago's at Green Bay. Pack's in, uh, pack wins. They're in. Uh, Jordan Love's thrown 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, so it's a kind of a two-parter. Uh, any stun level for you personally that loves having these big monster numbers and the fact that we're talking about Green Bay in Week 18 with a chance to even get into the playoffs when we all thought this was going to be kind of a, a do-over or a rebuild sort of year for them. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm more surprised that Green Bay is in playoff position than I am that Jordan Love has been able to put some nice games together. You know, early in the season, he had good numbers but wasn't playing particularly well. And then in the middle of the season, he had bad numbers and was playing, like, fine. But over these last few weeks, he's sort of put together, you know, the playing well and has good numbers. And that's, you know, a nice progression to see from him throughout the year. It's crazy what they've been able to do offensively, given that they're working with, you know, the youngest group of players in the league on offense, especially at the skill position core. And they obviously have not had a fully healthy Aaron Jones for most of the year. And A.J. Dillon has been like as, as bad as he's been in his career. So it's really impressive to see what they've been able to do offensively. And, and the crazy thing to me is that they're in this position, despite the fact that the defense for, you know, almost all of the year has just been straight up bad and it's shown up pretty well in a couple key games, but for the most part, hasn't been very good. And they're still in this position where if they win against the Bears at home in Week 18, they're going to go to the playoffs. Jared, last thing for you. Jared Dubin, CBSSports.com here on The Fan. We've already seen coaches be dismissed during the regular season. What others could be coaching out the string here coming up this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily know off the top of my head, but there are are always going to be candidates that you don't necessarily expect to be dismissed that could be dismissed. Um, We obviously have already seen, you know, what three, I think, coaches fired during the season. That's already a lot. Like, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think you could see, like, maybe Atlanta, things really go badly for them in the final week of the season. Maybe you could see some sort of change there. Like, we've already got – Carolina, the Raiders, the Chargers, I would imagine that there's going to be a change made in Washington with the new ownership there. And obviously Ron Rivera, the the tenure there has not been particularly successful. I don't know if there's anybody else off the top of my head that I would necessarily see making a change, especially given like we've seen teams come out and say like that, you know, the Robert Sala and company are going to be back in New York. It seems like you know, Matt Aberflus and the rest of that coaching staff in Chicago are going to be back. I don't see the Vikings making a change. Like, there's already a bunch of different openings, and it doesn't seem like there's a ton of amazing candidates, you know, at their coordinator ranks this year. There are a couple hot names like Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald. We'll see what happens with a bunch of, you know, the former head coaches that could be candidates this offseason. But, I don't know that I necessarily see a ton more changes outside of the three that we've already seen. Jared Dubin, CBSSports.com. Jared, as always, appreciate your time. Enjoy the final weekend of the NFL regular season. We'll talk to you before the playoffs. Thanks for having me. You enjoy it as well. Have a good day. You got it. Jared Dubin, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Nolan McGraw is over there. We'll come back, reset the program for you, feed you some more football. You want some more pig skin? We're going to shove it down your throat at 1 o'clock with NFL lunch. We're going to switch to baseball, though, however. The old horse hide with Rockabaco from Masson Sports as we're weeks away from the Orioles hitting Sarasota pitchers and catchers. Still some work to be done, but will the Orioles be favored to win? In the American League East, or is everybody already up in that pinstripe love? Many and Haney on your home for sports 1057 of Fan. Got our number in the last game, and I think our goal is to go out here and, and win Saturday, so that's all our focus is right now. Tyler Linderbaum, Ravens second year center, made the Pro Bowl, one of seven Ravens to accomplish that feat. 
But as you just heard, as he met with the media yesterday, he's worried about Pittsburgh and getting a little revenge, a little redemption. Ravens have lost three games this year, and one of those was to the Steelers. Frustrating loss at that because, as we've talked about during that afternoon up there, whatever the hell their stadium's called now, Acrisure, tons of drop passes, right? No, seven, to believe, I believe. Two, was it back-to-back plays where Bateman dropped one and then Andrews or Andrews and Bateman, one drive. Same series, yeah. They had a couple of drops there in the end zone. That should have been a blowout at halftime. So maybe that's motivation. What we're worried about, subject we just talked about with Jared Dubin, was you know Bradley Chubb's out there in a meaningless series for the Dolphins at that time, and now he's out for the year, which means the playoffs and Sunday's game for the division. So Linderbaum, I mean, do you go McCarry at center? I mean, do you dig deep into the uh, practice squad? But I would get Linderbaum out of there as quickly as possible. But then again, you gotta you gotta have twenty two guys on the field. There's only so many to choose from here. Right, as Harbaugh pointed out earlier in the week, this isn't preseason where you haven't had roster cutdowns yet, and you can throw anyone and everyone out there that you want. Somebody that you would prefer to be sitting is going to have to play significant minutes tomorrow, and you're going to be holding your breath. You can do certain things, you know, mask some things, put guys in better positions, but somebody's going to have to play. We talked about Patrick Queen earlier. He Mm -hmm. said he's playing. How long is he playing? That's a big question. Assume Roquan's probably gets to sit first over Queen, but can you have both of them out at the same time? What does that look like? Secondary was fully exhausted last week in a game that meant something. So, yeah, I mean, somebody has to play. Can't line up with uh, seven guys out there. And, And, you know, Kyle Hamilton hasn't been ruled out he was questionable but i wouldn't have him in uniform much less on the field or tomorrow afternoon no no doubt and uh what the uh injury report from yesterday handful of players in addition to lamar were already ruled out uh kyle hamilton still listed as questionable odell already ruled out malik harrison marlon humphrey lamar as we know uh daryl worley again injury and kevin zeitler all ruled out Video at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, coming up at well, 1 o'clock NFL lunch. We'll look at the schedule for this week, the final weekend of the NFL season, playoff scenarios. Rockabaco is going to be joining us. And to uh, Tyler Linderbaum's point, it's the Steelers. Beating them's a great thing. Now, Jeff Zreback from The Athletic tweeting this out for uh, tomorrow's game. Tony Jefferson will be the legend of the game. The team's seven pro bowlers will be introduced And how about this for a little irony, talking about something Nolan and I were getting into off the air. Former Eagles guitarist Don Felder will perform at halftime. How about that? Don Felder. Inside joke, not about Don Felder, but... What do you think about the Eagles? How about that? You want the bird, the team, or the band? Yes. Anyway, Don Felder, for those who may not know, he came up with the riff to Hotel California, the opening guitar little uh, intro there. That was all about Don Felder. Not Don Henley or Glenn Fry. It was Don Felder. So Don Felder will be at halftime tomorrow. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Not a Hotel California fan, by the way. Un- that's neither here nor there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, Matt, let me make sure I get these guys right. Name Matt Saley. I think so. Yeah, I'm looking at it. From the musical group Pentanonics. 
Pentatonics. Pen- that too. He's going to sing the national anthem. Let's get out to the phones where we hit the top of the hour. Let's go to Rosedale, bring in Antonio. Antonio, happy new year. What's up? Happy new year. How are you doing, Bob? I'm hanging in there, my man. How are you feeling? Good. TGIF. Hell yeah. I can already see that beer. <laughs> and I'm going to be tasting it soon, too. <laughs> my what? score prediction is Ravens 20, Steelers 17, go Ravens, and you have a wonderful weekend, Bob. All right, Antonio, you do the same. 20 to 17, I said 24 20. Ravens. Nolan, we'll get to this coming up around 115, but memory serves. I believe you were leaning in the old black and golds category there, right? Yeah, and uh, didn't realize this when I gave the score, but same score as late last year when the Steelers came here and won. 16-13. Mm-hmm. My well, prediction. You're going to be wrong, and we'll get into all of that in about 15 minutes, but when we come back, we're going to hear from John Harbaugh, Patrick Queen, Rashad Bateman as they look ahead to tomorrow's game against the Steelers. Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the pregame show live from Brew Brothers, brought to you by Reich's Birth of Pesaurus. We start our fun at 1 o'clock. Have fun, uh, some fun with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 